Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing why you should be eating out more, stylish designs for face masks, and play 30 Rock trivia. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Apple's purchase of Dark Sky and the unfounded dangers of 5G. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 271, recorded April 6th, 2020. This week in Lunatics. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast and gadgets, the internet, and you. Thanks for joining us. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by two guys who cannot get food delivered to them. Uh, therefore, I'm shocked they're still alive. It's Colby Rabidou and Dan Miller. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. I've been doing a lot more cooking. Didn't we? Did we talk about this? I, I we we touched on it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have like three conversations. I can talk about the food I've made. Uh, the video games I've watched and the workout Zoom classes that I've found. Like that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I mean, that, you're you're living it. you're living that best quarantine life, my friend. It's mm. I don't know if there isn't a best one. There's just the one that you have. <laughs> Did we talk yeah. about how I'm eating out more? No. That seems counterintuitive. It does. First of all, I should point out that quarantine here is different than quarantine for you two because there's a lot of space where I live. It's easy (laughs) to be six feet away from people. We're already six feet away from people here. I see. Uh, Social distancing has been practiced for a long time. Yeah, judging by the noises on the other side of the wall, I'm not six feet away from my neighbors. Right now. I, I doubt you're ever six feet away from another human being where you live. So um, so it's not as big of a concern. But what I have found is that restaurant and even fast food food is better now. It's a lot better. Because go on. Because I, like, I'm serious. Go, go to like a McDonald's. It's so much better than normal. Or go to like a local sandwich place. It's better because they're not making as much. So everything is like, I I had a Big Mac the other day that was, or no, I'm sorry, a Taco Bell. I had Taco Bell the other day. A, a, a food you would never consider to be particularly fresh or good. It's just Taco Bell. It was uncomfortably fresh. Like they had <laughs> just made the beef. And I was like, this is too fresh. For Taco Bell. It's amazing. Was it like you you came in so they had to make some beef? Is that what I, happened? I mean, they certainly weren't that busy. So I can't imagine. It's like that with all these places where they're just not. The the local place down the street I get sandwiches delivered from. Um, the sandwiches have been like miles better because they make like four sandwiches a day now. It's incredible. Like they actually take the time to make it good. <laughs> so support your local restaurants. They're they're very tasty. Hmm. And now, now in Massachusetts, they can uh, deliver alcohol with your purchase, which they couldn't do before. So, what? I I don't know. I think it's only beer and wine. I don't know if they could do cocktails or not. You'd have to check the law. I know it is beer and wine. Yeah, I know. So there, there are a couple places with like, like restaurants that have, uh, like fancy cocktail bars here that are doing like mixers. Like they're they're bottling everything except the booze, right? And you can get that delivered along with your food, um, and then make the so you supply your own booze and you can make the drink yourself. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But man, I would love to just cut out the middleman. The middleman being me going to the <laughs> liquor store. <laughs> well, and that, that's why I've been eating out more because it's like so I could go to the grocery store 
and like expose myself and go through the effort of getting food, or I can go through a drive-through and/or delivery and have less exposure and eat eat decent tasting food. Mm-hmm. That's true. Have you been masking it up? <laughs> I finally, I finally decided to order a mask the other day. Ooh. You can still get them. Uh, on America's favorite website, Etsy, you sure can. I ordered like eight of them because I trust only one of them will actually be real and good. And the uh, so it was, they were all, it was so sketchy. Because mm. it was all new sellers, a mix of uh, some mom in suburban Detroit who figures she has a sewing machine and could try it, and uh, the Shenzhen uh, mask company. <laughs> Uh, with the stock photo of a woman with a mask on, and you're like, I think this is a thing. <laughs> so I gambled. Nice. Now, now I'm on Etsy right now, and I'm seeing some of these. Uh, did you <laughs> did you get this one? Which is is this? Here, let me let me put this in the thingy. Is this computer generated? I think some of them were. Let me see this exact one you you did. No, on it looks it looks like oh boy. That's a really good I did see this. Honestly, I think it's photoshopped on a Barbie. Wow. Cause oh, it cause yeah. it looks photoshopped. The edges are way too clean on that mask. Yeah. But why would you do it on a Barbie and not like a picture of a woman I don't know? Are these masks for Barbies? Or maybe it's one of those like real doll sex doll things and they put the mask on it. I don't know. And then there's this one, which definitely does not have the pattern photoshopped on. Oh, no, there were, there was a really great one where it had like a picture of like hand sanitizer and it was like hand sanitizer and relax. But it was like written on the mask, which was really confusing. There was some weird shit. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, let's see. Popular items right now. Elastic Forge Sewing, Puzzle 1000, Living Room Art Print, Ponytail Scrub Cap, Washable Face Mask Adult, Russian Christmas Ornaments. <laughs> washable Face Mask Adult. Washable Face Mask Adult. Yeah. Washable Face Mask Adult. <laughs> I'm sure there's a comma in there somewhere. Yeah, the number <laughs> of, of these that have some sort of artificial human wearing them are really disturbing. Yep. Like yep. they couldn't find a real human to put it on? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe they didn't have, they don't have, maybe the mask isn't real. Uh, they don't well, have that's probably. But I also like the one where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the mom has it on her kid in her living room. Now, Sean, did you get one with a pattern on it? I did not. So I did. Did you consider any? No. Okay. No, I have to be honest. Not really my thing. Um, I went. I cl- I did black and I did gray mostly. I don't know. Would you Would you get one with a pattern on it, Dan? Depends what the pattern is. I I don't like. I'm not a f- especially fan. What's the worst one? Like, what's a pattern? Like you absolutely. For me, it has to be American flag. <laughs> that sucks and there are a lot of those that or like and and i, I i'm actually i'm gonna hold off on one other thing i would say but definitely american flag okay that would you rather wear an american flag mask 
or a Make America Great Again mask. I haven't seen a Make. I definitely think <laughs> I'd rather wear the American flag. I was also thinking, you know, you know, like all the, you know, like the the Blue Lives Matter, like Punisher, like mask, or like oh, one God. of those really camo or something, something really yeah. aggressive like that. Now, I think I think a, a Make America Great Again mask could be pretty ironic. It could be. Oh, you'd make a I, ton of money. You'd make yeah, so it, much money. See, you'd get the people who were buying it non-ironically, but then you'd get all the other people who might who would probably buy it ironically. Uh, and then you get like the dump Trump ones, and then you're you're covering your bases, right? Uh, I I saw one that was like a huge smiley face, so it made it look like you had a big grin on. That one was pretty cool. Here, Dan, I found one for you. I'll put it in the Slack here. But um, I, if I bought you this one. <laughs> But I, I bought it saying custom mask on the front. Would you wear it? Oh, absolutely. It's like one of those, those... Oh, my gosh. Those fucking tote bags you see around New York where it just says tote bag on the side. It makes you so angry. God. I think that would be a hoot. Wow. Was it one of you that was telling me about the masks that you can get printed with your face on it so it works with face ID? Yep. <laughs> I forgot about that. Do you think that if I got one... think if I got one with Dan's face, I could steal his phone? Maybe. How good is Face ID? Who knows? Yeah. Someone Dan, can you send me some it. high resolution photography of your just just kind of like from the eyes down? <laughs> I, I bet you could find it. <laughs> could someone somewhere. just like you know with with access to my Facebook account get into my phone with Face ID? Is that a challenge that someone's attempted before? It wouldn't surprise me. But I also think it's one of those like, does anyone really care? Yeah, I feel like well, that's an article that was published three years ago where it was like, yeah, it turns out Face ID, you just need like hold up a picture of somebody and unlocks it, and we're like, okay. It needs to have depth though, right? Like, it, ooh. yeah, it uses the um, IR sensor in there to sense depth, so something this, like that. And this cat just makes it's, it's been a. It's got been such a friggin' nightmare working from a home with this little monster. Okay, so this morning, at like I had a call, a, a video call at eight thirty. At eight twenty, he decided to stand above my brand new four thousand dollar work MacBook and almost throw up right on top of it. And it and luckily I had about one second to move him off of that, and instead he vomited off the top of my desk to the floor below in a geyser that created just a, a CSI level of splatter. <laughs> on the floor splatter, and the walls splatter. and it was very unpleasant and so my home office here smelled oh, of cat no. puke and i had to rush and clean it up and he just sucks he just sucks wow and did you do some uh blood stain pattern analysis on that splatter to figure out where the gun was shot from i didn't have to i was a witness to the whole thing dan it was it was a, a memory <laughs> i'll never forget he, my cat always does that tune. Not that he throws up a lot, but the thing about cats is so a lot of times they just eat too fast and then they throw up. Like, it's not that uncommon of a thing, but he loves to do it from heights. Like, he will never be on the ground and do it. He will do it. He'll be on a table or on his little cat thing. Why? Well, cats, like, they like to be elevated. They like to be in the corner so that they can, you know, see all the threats. and They like to ruin my life. Back covered. Right. It makes you feel secure when you're at a, in a vulnerable, uh, vulnerable state. Yeah, if you're if you were going to throw up, Sean, wouldn't you want to be in a secure location before you start doing it? Well, now I'm thinking like if I were going to throw up and had the option to do it like from the top of a building, like yeah, that sounds that sounds cool. 
<laughs> just to like see what would happen. And then you have to clean it up. Right. Yeah. Somebody else is going to clean yeah. it up for you. <laughs> yeah. And they'll sure. still like you afterwards. <laughs> so, Sean, are you now working from home? I am finally? now working from home, finally, full time. Wow. It's been one day and I've already lost my mind. Oh, wow. I'm already over it. What, what, uh, what has been, what have you not liked about it? I don't, I, I've lost all sense of time and space already. So I am a guy who thrives on routine. Like, and this has, like, it's confusing. I'm confused. I don't know when, when anything is. Do you have a morning routine? I have like a 8 to 10 a.m. routine. And then the rest is just a total crapshoot. Okay. But on the plus side, I'm able to multitask, so I did some laundry today while working. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. It took me a couple of weeks to realize that working from home makes cooking dinner so much easier. Like, when you don't, at least for me, I don't have that, like, essentially 45-minute amount of time on either end. That's an hour and a half, like, to... That's that's a that's a significant amount of time, especially when you have other things going on at night to get that extra hour and a half back. Super clutch. Oh, for sure. No, I that that's one thing I do love about my five minute commute is I had that time already. So this means nothing to you. It Honestly, it's very confusing to me. Yeah. It is weird. Like, I don't I can't remember how long it's been since I started working from home. Like, I know it was a while. It's been a while. It's been weeks. I know it's been weeks. Has it been a month? I don't know. I think it has. It's it's definitely close. Maybe like midweek this week. It'll be a month. That feels about right. I like I like to imagine you do like the prison style. You just have like marks on the wall marking the days. (laughs) Yeah, maybe the, maybe that's what I should do. I can only, figure out how long it's been and then make I'll some, be your first make some matches. Yeah. Well, that's what scares <laughs> the crap out of me is I'm like, they've been doing it for weeks and I've done it for one day and I'm already over it. This is not great. And there will be several more weeks. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well, at least we have each other. So, yeah. Guys, um, we actually have a decent amount of tech news, but in the event we didn't, I did prepare another game this week. Yes. If we want to take a shot at it. And I've got a twist because actually there are two games and you're going to choose one. All right. Now, I did a tech quiz because that's topic relevant, but I've also been rewatching what is probably my number one have nothing to watch. Might as well put it on program. 30 Rock, a show we're all big fans of. And so I also have a 30 Rock quiz, if you would prefer that. We can do the tech quiz or the 30 Rock quiz. We don't have time for both. What do you mean we don't have time for both? We don't have time for both. Then we have to pick the 30 Rock quiz. Okay, this this was a quiz I thought of while watching the show, uh, and because I wasn't sure I could do it or not. And you two are going to work together to see if you can solve this. Uh, Seven seasons, 30 Rock ran. uh, And across that time, we watched the trials and tribulations of some of our favorite characters. Uh, the quiz for you is, can you name, and we'll start with, uh, the shorter of the two lists. Can you name every one of Jack Donaghy's love interests over the seven (laughs) seasons of the show? And yes, after this, we are going to do Liz Lemons. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, 
Okay, you've got... Now, when I say love interest, I'm talking about uh, multi-episode love interests. Oh, multi-episode. Liz will do a a bigger list, but for Jack, we'll just stick to the... I mean, if you want to do bonus of single episodes, that's fine. (laughs) Okay. I can think of a bunch off the top of my head, but I'm not sure that they're multi-episoders. Well, give them a shot. But, yeah. We can start with... uh... Congresswoman, what's her name? Do you remember her name? Condoleezza Rice. No. No. Uh, no, he did date Condoleezza Rice in season one, so I'll take that, but yes. But isn't that off screen? Does that, is, does that count? No. It was multi-episode, and they were dating, so I'd count it. Okay, all right. Um, Edie yeah, Falco played this character. The Congresswoman? Yep. She was Democratic shot in the face by her dog. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Blinded by justice, was that <laughs> or no, uh the lifetime movie A Dog Took My Face and Gave Me a Better Face to Change the World. The Celeste Cunningham story with Celeste Cunningham. Celeste Cunningham. Cece, that's right. Cece, yep. Yeah. Um All right. Uh, well, we got Avery, Elizabeth Avery. Banks. Yeah. Yeah, Avery Jessup. And then Avery's mom. Does that count? Um, sure. And then, uh, the, uh, the person who was his maid, and then he started dating her. Or, yeah. or, or his or, mother's or, nurse. His yes. mother's nurse. Salma Hayek. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember her name either. Uh, and then you got the Elisa. The, Elisa, and then you got the Boston girl. Yeah. <laughs> the wonderful Julianne Moore. Uh, uh, Maggie. Nope. No. I see. This is a bad quiz for me because I'm really bad. I can't remember everything about the characters. I'm really bad with names. Well, if you can get pretty close, I'll give you the name Nancy Donovan. And Nancy Donovan. <laughs> There's still two, I would argue, you're missing. One of them, Jack never actually dated on the show, but was married to prior to the show. Oh. Fought, fought mm-hmm. Liz Lemon at, at the at the uh, the prince's uh, dinner party. The Habsburg dinner party. That's right. right. Yeah. Man, I just watched this episode, too. Like two days ago. Oh boy, you have no excuse. And it was around the same time one of his other love interests, who he was engaged to, was introduced. I have hollow bones. (laughs) I have hollow bones. Phoebe, her name was Phoebe. That's right. Yep. Phoebe. Uh, I can also remember the episode where Jack is dating the girl. Uh, the young girl, and then he finds out that he's the daddy boyfriend. Pizzerina Sabaro. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was. That was. <laughs> there's, uh, al- there's also the episode where he has the the one episode fling with um, Jennifer Aniston's character, who is Liz's crazy friend, <laughs> whose name I can't remember. Uh, no, Jack's ex-wife is Bianca. Bianca. Bianca, and that's pretty much all of Jack's. Love interest. Now, the real question is Liz Lemons. Yeah. 
Conan. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Conan O'Brien. Yep. Conan O'Brien. Yep. Dennis Duffy. Dennis, Dennis Duffy. Duffy. Uh, Matt Damon's character astronaut Mike Dexter. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he didn't play Mike Dexter. He was the pilot. Oh, the pilot. The pilot. That's right. But astronaut uh, Mike Dexter. Uh, we'll take that. Um, who, what was the pilot's name? Carol. Carol. And Floyd. then the Floyd. Floyd. Yeah. Uh, James Franco and Kamiko. Yep. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, Chris Cross. Chris Cross, yeah. absolutely. James Marston. Um, yeah. The guy who was her cousin. Yes. Yep, the hair. The hair was his name like Gray. Or it was something Gray. Like yeah, that? very good. Oh, there's there's some there's some biggies we're missing. Really, the guy the guy who became who sold the computers to the Google and then had the party. <laughs> uh, does that count? And he, all he wanted to do was uh, date Liz. I mean, I wouldn't count it because I think okay. it, it was more a casual than actually all dating. Right. All right. Mm. Um, I will say you're missing two sort of big multi-episode, uh, including uh, one who was so excited, uh, he put his hands up and they got chopped off by a helicopter. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, Dr. Don, no. Uh, oh, uh, John Ham. John Ham. Doctor John. Doctor <laughs> Drew Baird. Uh, Drew. Oh, that's, that's one of my favorite my favorite arcs. Oh, he's <laughs> awesome. John Ham's the man. He's got to do more comedy. <laughs> uh, you're also missing uh, Liz's perfect match. Oh, uh, oh, the Englishman. Yes, Michael uh, Sheen. With a, with a famous name. Oh, oh my God. The guy from uh, Blade. Wesley Snipes. That's right. <laughs> Your name is Wesley Snipes? <laughs> yep. Yep. That's pretty good. You got most of the big ones. Uh, and at risk of this going on forever. Uh, we also would have accepted Gretchen Thomas. Oh, yeah. Um, Stephen <gasps> Black, who was Wayne Brady in the Source Awards episode. Yep. Uh, Jamie Hamilton, the coffee guy. Um, oh, yeah. In her Cougars episode, um, Peter oh, Dinklage. What? Peter it's... Dinklage. Oh yeah, and the uh, didn't she have a thing with the guy who played the robot? He was on the show. Oh, um, he the funny... was the robot, and then his his name is his real life name, I believe, is Cheyenne, which is odd. But yes, um, there's also uh, Steve Martin as Gavin Velour. <laughs> Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all of them I can think of. So pretty good job. Solid. Thank you. That was fun. Yeah. I, like I said, when I was watching the show, I'm like, there's no way I couldn't have done it. I was cheating. I had a list, but that's, that's not an easy one. Yeah. They had aggressive love lives. Um, <laughs> alrighty. Turns out it's a, it's a good plot device. For <laughs> Honestly, a different interest every season. Um, 
Well, we do have some tech news here in the rundown to talk about, guys. Uh, believe it or not, nothing too earth-shattering, but, you know, we got to talk about something here. So why don't you guys go ahead and pick something out of that list? Anything that suits your fancy? All kinds of stuff. Mm. Stuff and things worth discussing. Maybe. Dark Sky? I, oh, Dark Sky. Yes. My recently abandoned weather app. Yes. <laughs> well, the good news for you is... Uh, well, it's not really good news for you. It's just news in general. Apple acquired <laughs> the popular weather app Dark Sky. Um, no indication on what they paid for it uh, quite yet. But... Um, interestingly enough, uh, no changes coming to Dark Sky for iOS at this time. You can still buy it on the App Store for $3.99, but you won't be able to download the Android and Wear OS apps anymore. And if you already have them, you'll only be able to use them until July 1st, until they're entirely shut down. Uh, and even more importantly, Dark Sky's API will continue to function through the end of 2021, but it won't be accepting new signups to the API and eventually will be shut down. Uh, the Dark Sky API is actually pretty popular for a lot of weather apps. Um, yep. They use yeah. its, its underlying technology. Doesn't that that app we talked about at some point recently on the show, Weatherline, uses Dark Sky, at least for some things? In, in part, it's one of its one of its inputs, yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's interesting. Do you think it's going to go away? Is it just going to get built into iOS? Um, I, oh, boy, it's a, that's a tough one because Apple really, there's not a lot of technology I can think of. No, but you know, because it's like you think they purchased Shazam and then just kind of like left it alone and it still exists. That's true. But then they also bought like the Siri technology and just merged it into Siri and that lived on. But then there's a bunch of apps they also mm -hmm. bought and then just folded and took the people. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It didn't seem like the people behind this were like tech geniuses maybe they were i don't know but it seems like i don't know their built-in weather app is super mediocre so it would make sense to <laughs> fold this into their existing weather app yeah can you still get shazam on android that's a really great question but the thing is you can get apple Looks music like you on, can yeah. you can get apple music on android so that's why i don't know why they're in a rush to shut down dark sky on android i, I think that means that it will be getting built into the I mean, I get the API. That makes sense to me, that you would shut that down. You don't want competitors using your data. I get that. True. But. Where does Dark Sky get their data from? I think they generate it. I think that's the value in the company, as far as I understand uh -huh. it. They, they built out the whatever technology makes it yeah. work. That's a good question. Um, well, that's cool. Their whole blog is deleted too. You can't even see their uh, their past entries. Blog list. So weird. That's weird. Yep. Oh well, I tried to go to the Internet Archive, but I got uh, invalid or no response from Elasticsearch. So I guess I will not be seeing what this. Uh, <laughs> Website used to have. Well, you you investigate and get back to us. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that story. Uh, bye, Dark Sky. 
We hardly knew you. Hardly I still use it. I still like it. I know, Dan, you've moved on. I'm kind of using it indirectly. I still get their notifications. Recently, their notifications have, you know, been good. But I also don't go outside anymore. So. <laughs> I was about to say, who cares? <laughs> the difference. Yeah. That's actually a good idea. I'm going to turn those off. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a, here's a good tip. Uh, we've been going for walks only on the days that it rains because fewer people go for walks on those days. There you go. Smart. Good. Smart. So hopefully the rain keeps up. But I guess it is April, so hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed. I don't think that'll be a problem. Um, let's see what else we got here in the rundown. Just any... I want to talk about this story just because I think it's bonkers. That's why I put it in there. Um, in, yeah. in, in this week's crazy conspiracy stories... Um, British 5G towers are being set on fire because of coronavirus conspiracy theories. Uh, at least three 5G towers were set alight within the last week. Um, the, uh, da, da, da. Rumors and conspiracy theories over a link between the rollout of 5G and the spread of coronavirus have been spread primarily through social media networks. A variety of groups exist on Facebook and Nextdoor where thousands of members repeat false and misleading claims that 5G is supposedly harmful. One theory claims that the coronavirus originated in Wuhan because the Chinese city had recently begun rolling out 5G, and it's now supposedly spread to other cities that are also using 5G. Um, now, there's no scientific evidence that links the coronavirus to 5G, nor any immediate negative health effects to 5G. Um, there was actually uh, a great, uh, there's a video of this Verge article of a great um, a radio show interview from the UK where a guest who was identified as a registered nurse appeared in a 20 minute segment where she claimed that 5G is sucking the oxygen out of people's lungs. Um, uh, they also believe that um, unsurprisingly Russia disinformation campaigns have been fueling uh, the rise of this conspiracy theory. So I just think uh, on the list of stuff that's really stupid, this is definitely, definitely pretty awesome. That's up there. Do you think that these these uh, Russian misinformation campaigns do they have some sense of which one of these are going to take off? Or are they just throwing the throwing it up against the wall and seeing what sticks? Because I have a hard time imagining that, like, oh, you know what, we could probably we could probably get people to light cell phone towers on fire. But- I don't. I think it's a quantity, not quality thing. Like, I think if you have a hundred mm-hmm. campaigns and each get a thousand people to believe it, then you're at a hundred thousand people. I think. I don't know. I don't know if you could really get one that's like the go-to one. I mean, even historically, it's like we only, you know, it's like the moon landing or the JFK shooting, or it's like we only have so many like really good, widely believed slash disbelieved conspiracy theories. Right. And this one is like way more stupid than those. (laughs) (laughs) It is pretty stupid. But the interesting thing is, and I was reading this before we came on the air, but, um, even before coronavirus, there was a lot of uh, misinformation campaigns starting about 5G anyway, about the supposed dangers of it being rolled out even even before coronavirus. So this sort of hopped on to that existing compu- conspiracy theory. Right. Now, have either of you ever 5G'd before? I'm guessing not, as I know uh, people. Yeah. All right. Uh, and you? No. Nope, nope, nope. 
to be honest, I barely get reception at my house now, so <laughs> I'll, I'll take one thing at a time. Can't get ahead of myself. Um, Alrighty, what else do we want to talk about? Can we talk about the uh, Minecraft thing? We can, Dan. You brought in this story, so I'm going to let you break it down for us. What do you got? I still entirely understand what this is. Uh, but there is a virtual benefit concert happening in Minecraft. I feel like this could be one of those. Uh, 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 what's the what's the podcast reply all things they do the like, you know, do you understand the sentence? <laughs> yes, Here. yes, no. Yeah, that chiptune band Anamanaguchi is teaming up with iconic emo band American Football electronic artist Baths and another of her musicians for the free Minecraft show. Uh, the benefit is called... Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. The will take place in Minecraft in an area where players can visit. It will be streamed on Twitch. Uh, there are VIP passes, which gives members access to a special area in-game and a Discord to talk directly to these artists. Uh, and the article points out that this has happened before with the Fortnite concerts and the Fortnite Star Wars uh, premiere. Uh, yeah, I, I was—I'm actually disappointed. I thought this involved actual American football, but that, now that I'm reading the headline, it doesn't make any sense. The no, NFL of course they were talking as... about iconic emo band American football. <laughs> I've totally heard of them before. Other bands listed in this article include Marshmallow and Soccer Mommy. <laughs> so, uh, no, I know. Hey, this is this is neat. And I will say, Dan, you said you've been watching a lot of video games. I said that and I misspoke. I haven't been watching. Uh, I was like, I was going to say watching TV, but I actually haven't been watching that much TV. And it's mostly been I've been on a quest to uh, finish all the games that I've started. I am in the middle of like six games right now. That's what I meant to say. Because no, sadly, yeah, I was going to say I'm desperate for anything to watch, because even though there's a million things out there, I feel like there's nothing out there. And so um, Bleacher Report, which, if you don't know, that's uh, Turner Broadcasting's uh, sports media arm, um, has been doing on Twitch a Madden bracket tournament of the greatest. So they take the greatest team of each team. So like the Patriots perfect season team and the Bills Super Bowl season in the 90s teams and all the best teams and they're doing a bracket against each other in Madden simulating the games. And I, I actually watched some of it on Twitch. That's like cool. people are playing the game. No, it's just in, in the new Madden, you can just straight up simulate a game and watch it be played. So they're just streaming it. That's weird. It it genuinely is weird, and it's <laughs> after a while you you know of course they have like the pre programmed voiceover announcer guys who are yeah. which is weird because I I'm like I don't know why they wouldn't have live announcers doing the game like from Bleacher right. Report. No, no, it's the pre recorded one, so all the lines are like he looks like he's playing real well tonight. You know, like the most generic lines that could apply to <laughs> anything. They got to get him in this game more. Um, but it's actually been. I wouldn't say it's better than regular football, but it's been mildly entertaining and I have been watching some of it. So I, I get this concert idea. I, th I think it's actually pretty neat. Yeah, I think I, I went to the, I think we talked about it in the show. I went to the Fortnite Star Wars uh, premiere thing. I, I downloaded and installed Fortnite just to do that. <laughs> uh, 
and it was cool. I I think that uh, I think we talked about this too. I think that you, at least for where the technology is now, you can't motivate people to enter a virtual space just because it's a virtual space. Like you, right. you, we, you can't just pretend that it's real life with no other benefits or gimmicks because then it's like, well, why would I do that? Uh, it's the same. Like I think we have this problem with. Uh, remote work where we all these tools we have to simulate what it's like to be in person with someone when you're it's never going to be as good and you're not embracing any of the like the cool things that you could do and it's the same thing with this like the reason why fortnite and minecraft are cool virtual experiences isn't because they're super high fidelity and they you can see people's eyes blinking and their arms moving it's because it gives you you can do stuff in there you can't do anywhere else. And if you put a concert in there, people will show up. They wouldn't show up in the same way in Second Life because, like, well, why Why would I go to Second Life and stand around and listen to a concert? In Minecraft, I could build my own little... Like, that was something people are doing in Fortnite. They're building these little observation platforms to watch their premiere from live while it was happening. Uh, it was cool. So, yeah, I think there will be a lot more of this stuff in the future. Yeah, I, I wonder, I mean, obviously they're doing this for to benefit uh, the coronavirus relief efforts, which is great. But I'm wondering if, if a time will come where it's financially lucrative enough for an actual band you've heard of to do this. Um, not to slam American football, but, uh, <laughs> but I just wonder if someday we'll see a, a Lady Gaga concert in Minecraft or Fortnite. I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think I think so. I think the time will come. I think, you know, we've talked on the show before about what will come of this coronavirus situation in the future. And I think one of the things is we're learning new ways to communicate and connect with each other. I, I, another thing I was watching the other day is ESPN on its state on its like actual channel is doing an NBA uh, 2K tournament where they're having actual NBA players like big name NBA players play against each other in 2k in a tournament and they're they have a they have a camera in each person's home and they're playing from home and then they're broadcasting the game as they play it and i was watching it and i'm like this is actually pretty compelling to sit and watch and i'm like this would have never happened outside of this current situation so i i do think we're going to see some really cool new experimental ways uh of people to connect and share things yep that's cool Shame all those people had to die uh, to make it happen. But hey, you know what? We'll look less half full. You know, we'll stay on the right yeah. side. Uh, well, yeah, I saw you nodding your head vigorously at the point about uh, remote work trying to simulate real life. Do you have uh, <laughs> other thoughts about that? I'm I'm so tired of video chatting. With, <laughs> not with you guys. I don't I don't know how this like this works fine. Maybe it's just because I'm like we have a like an appropriate video chat dynamic. Um, but like, or maybe it's cause there's only three of us, but like when there's like eight people in oh, a dual yeah. hangout, like you can't talk, like you just like, and you can't, if you start talking, you immediately can't hear if anyone else is talking. So it's not like it's a disaster. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's I think like, we need things that embrace the asynchronicity and not try to you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, 
that's that's exactly what I've been feeling the last like week is just like <laughs> so, this is making it so hard. And also like everybody at work, everybody's schedules are all weird because like people with kids are home with their kids and like they got to watch their kids sometimes because they're either not going to school or like not, you know, not going to whatever like uh, kid care they had before when they were coming to the office. So it's like. It's just like it's all a mess. So like nobody's around really, but we're still trying to do everything like the same way we used to where everybody was around and you could just like, you know, have a meeting and like, you know, wait on somebody for 10 minutes or it's hard to like, I don't have any good specifics. It's just like, it just feels like we're, we're losing a lot. We now we're losing so much time that is just spent waiting for stuff. Maybe now you guys obviously have been working from home a lot longer, not only in this, but in general than I have. So a question I have is I've noticed my colleagues are falling into two camps when it comes to communicating virtually. There's the, oh, we need to talk about something. I'll set up a meeting person. And then there's the, no, I'll just call you out of the blue when I need something person. Do you guys have a personal preference one way or the other? What's the best way to work? Uh, no one has ever called me out of the book. Yep, that's not oh, a thing okay. that happens. Oh, okay. Ever. <laughs> okay. I, I won't call out names, but I have some colleagues who, like, if they all of a sudden it'll in Teams, it'll just start ringing, just out of nowhere, and I'll have to answer it. Hello. Yeah, that does not happen, but I know for a fact it happens at a lot of other different kinds of companies. Yeah. I think, but I think that that is. I don't know if you feel this way, Coley. That presents its own problem, where. It's hard to have a quick conversation when you're remote. Yeah. Like, because like today I was scheduled. Right. Yeah. Today I was like, what? Hey, here's the thing. I'm thinking about solving this problem in this way. And I got no responses at all for hours. And I was really frustrated. And then some people are like, oh, I just didn't have an opinion. So I said nothing. <laughs> I was like, well, like, I guess in person, maybe it would have been more obvious that I wasn't like, seeking I was seeking validation like I am not 100% sure about this does this sound crazy Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah so whereas I feel like in person that would have gotten resolved much more quickly well that's that's the issue I have is is the folks I work with who are very nice and great uh, and hopefully aren't watching uh, are not the most tech savvy they're not used to communicating even by phone we're usually in the same office you know we we, we don't have people across the country um where i work so they're they're used to talking in person or even at that on the phone there you can't get anything done by just uh text chat you know it's it's very difficult Mm. so makes a different dynamic whole new world um, we can do one more story or we can move along to picks. If there's something in here we really want to discuss, now is the time. Speak Ooh. now or forever hold your peace until at least next week. I think we should let's save Quibi for next week We could because then we should hypothetically be able to watch some Quibis, right? Um, yeah, I mean, my schedule is really busy, but I can try yeah. and squeeze in some Quibi time. Okay, then, yeah, let's go on to picks, unless you have one you want to do, Colby. No. Nope. I'm, I'm good as well. We'll move on to picks. It's the part of the show where we just bring something we want to share with the world, and we got some good stuff in here. 
I'm at the top of the list, so I'm going to go first this week. Um, I got a couple of Instagram accounts I recommend people follow. Uh, there's this genre I have found on Instagram that I'm a big fan of called found footage, uh, which sounds a little more horror than it is. It's not, but it's essentially people who go and dig out old, obscure VHS tapes and then digitize them and put them online. But again, it's not like horror tapes, but usually... And I didn't realize this in the 90s, the 80s and 90s, there was this glut of like cheaply made VHS tapes, many of them having religious themes, many of them being for children, um, and they are insane. And so I've got two really great accounts on Instagram uh, that do the, uh, very similar things. One is The Grimy Ghost, and the other is Everything is Terrible 666. And these are two sort of the two big <laughs> names in found footage. And they just make my day so much when they come across my feed because they are truly some banana stuff. And they, to be fair, they usually sometimes they'll just put up the footage and sometimes they'll edit them to be more humorous. There was a great uh, it must have been a VHS tape for children about uh, getting a new brother or sister. You know how to deal with going from being an only child to having a brother or sister. But they edited it in a very funny way where it was like the child was going to kill the new baby. <laughs> Where it's like, I feel sad. Oh, I'm all alone. It's like, but then then my brother went away and everything was better. You know, they kind of like edited it very funny. They're just a couple of goofy accounts. So uh, The Grimy Ghost and Everything is Terrible 666 on Instagram. Check them out. Um, some stuff to make you smile. <laughs> uh, Dan, uh, you have... Um, I tie... I, I don't know. What is this you've got here? Yeah, it's a classic pick. The the Tiger King on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. If you have seen it, uh, you should watch the my favorite documentarian, Louis Theroux, getting ahead of the story back in 2011 when he did his documentary on this guy and these people. Uh, if you want to see... If you've seen the Tiger King, I, I'll put a link to that... Uh, uh, in the show notes also. Great. If you've seen The Tiger King and you want to watch a slightly awkward uh, British gentleman be in the same situation with the same people, check out uh, check out the Louis Through documentary. If you haven't seen Tiger King, watch that first. That's awesome. Did uh, I, I got to ask you the question that's on all, all Americans' minds in this trying time. Did Carol Baskin kill her it. husband? I haven't finished it yet. You haven't finished it. If they... If they I, I think I'm on episode six. Oh, so but you got through the Carol Baskin husband yes. episode. Yes, I did. Okay, so now, well, now I know they don't talk about that anymore. No, it's fine. Uh, no, well, no, they don't come to a conclusion. I mean, that it's really that episode that focuses on that part of it. But that's everybody online. It's like it, literally, I'll talk to like coworkers or just like strangers, and they'll be like, "Did Carol Baskin kill her husband?" <laughs> All I know is they certainly edited it. it either she really seems like she did or they edited it. Oh, that edit was that edit was so brutal. That edit was so brutal. Look, Carol is suspicious and definitely <laughs> not a good person, but also she was not done any favors with that edit. <laughs> they made her look like the biggest friggin' villain. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, there you go. Yeah. Tiger King. If you haven't seen it, everyone else on the planet has, so you might as well. Um, check that out. That's cool. Colby, you got a pick for us this week? I don't have a pick. I haven't done anything new. Are you play what what are you playing video games at the moment? No, I played Minecraft with Dan. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's pretty much all. Are, are you, <laughs> aside, are you aside from tabletop simulator, which I've already picked. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Okay. I haven't purchased anything. Have you like ate anything different? Have you like? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Have you have cleaned you just... my apartment a lot? Okay. Any like it's cleaning products cool. you want to promote? Did I pick my vacuum already? I think you did. Oh, damn. I think you did. You have like a, a a spray you use, or like a like a cleaner. You have like a microfiber towel. I just have a bunch of like Lysol wipes. Okay. Wipes, yeah, that's that a lot. That's pretty cool. Okay, I, have, I have a box of Swiffer duster cloths. Oh, Swiffer dusters, Swiffer man, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right. St- old standbys. You don't have to have a pick. That's perfectly all right. Just be regular. Yeah. Um, guys, that's it. We're done. Ba boom. The end of the episode. Another one in we the books. It. Uh, I will very quickly mention that um, everyone should check out Up for Debate at upfordebate.tv. Last week's episode uh, was actually very interesting because uh, the final episode in March Madness, uh, Matt and I reviewed our Four Dummies books. I read, uh, which actually I have right here and I'm using as a mouse pad, uh, Beekeeping for Dummies. And uh, which for some insane reason, I bought the print version of not realizing because I I like print books better than digital books. But I'm like, of all the books, I did not need a physical copy of like, what am I going to do with beekeeping for dummies? If you're how about this, if you're a fan of don't panic, email us don't panic show at gmail.com and I will mail you this book because I don't want it anymore. How's that free book? Um, And then Matt read feng shui for dummies. And we actually learned a lot on the episode. It was very informational. Really interesting. How about this? Would you like a, a B fact? Yes. While we're hanging out here, let me see. This was one of the more interesting things that I learned um, about beekeeping, but now I have to try and find it in here. Oh, perfect. I found it. Uh, Do you ever wonder what bees, specifically bees in man made hives, do in the winter? No. Yeah. All right. What do I, they do? I never thought about it. Uh, they cluster. Uh, and there's actually a little picture here in the book and you can see like kind of like a hive split in half. You see that dark section, um, is all the bees clustering together. Uh, and what it is, is, uh, it says here, the queen is surrounded by thousands of her workers kept warm in the midst of the, of the winter cluster. The winter cluster starts in the broad chamber when ambient temperatures reach 54 to 57 degrees. When the cold weather comes, the cluster forms in the center of two hive bodies. This is where it gets really interesting. Although the temperature outside may get maybe freezing, the center of the winter cluster remains between 90 and 93 degrees. The Damn. bees generate heat by shivering their wing muscles. Uh, no drones are alive or, or in the hive during the winter. Um, and the bees consume about 50 to 60 pounds of honey during the winter months. They eat while they are in the cluster, moving around as a group whenever the temperature gets above 40 to 45 degrees. They can move to a new area of honey only when the weather is warm enough for them to break cluster. Bees won't defecate in the hive. Instead, they hold off until they can leave the hive on a nice mild day when the temperature reaches 45 to 50 degrees to take cleansing flights. So there you go. It's an interesting read. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start beekeeping, although this book really does make it sound easy and fun. But no, I'm not gonna start. I immediately there was literally I was in like chapter three of twelve where I'm like maybe I could be a beekeeper and then I got to like chapter twelve and I'm like eh, I don't want to keep bees. Is there a chapter about like dealing with bee stings? Well, there, a fun fact, Colby: bees don't actually sting that much. It's kind of the point of the book. Bees are actually very gentle for the most part. Um, most of the time when people get stung, A, 
it's by uh, yellow jackets or wasps or things people confuse with bees. Uh, or B, uh, if you're a bastard to the bee, they will sting you. But most bees are very um, are very gentle and in general won't won't sting. They're most aggressive um, in the fall. Um, late in the season is when they're most aggressive. But in the spring and summer, you're you're probably going to be okay. That's cool. Yeah, the guy Damn. who wrote what was that, Dan? Today I learned. I said, you know, honestly, I and and the other thing I will say for you two specifically is they the guy makes a point. You can have bees anywhere, even in an urban environment. Yeah. So contact your building this. and see if they'll let you have bees on your roof. Well, I do, I do live on the top floor. I could just like pop it out the window, put some bees up there. Fun fact: there are many, many beekeepers in New York City. So much so that sometimes the bees get out and the colonies migrate. Did you hear? Yes. Did you learn about this? Yes, warming. Yes, and they swarm onto, uh, they love the food cart umbrellas, those big honking umbrellas oh. they set outside. And that, that's a pretty inconvenient place for a swarm of bees to be. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. There you go. One more thing you got to be worried about in New York City. <laughs> place is going to hell. Get Bloomberg back in office. Uh Alrighty, that is uh, that is the end of this episode. We will wrap it up here. But thanks to folks for joining us. Don'tpack.io is, of course, our website. You can go there and get all the audio and video of all the episodes, as well as links to all of our picks. Uh, you can also uh, subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Overcast, uh, Spotify, um, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, we're everywhere. Uh, you get the video version on YouTube as well. Of course, you can get a hold of us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and email us, at gmail.com. We'll be back next Monday night for another thrilling edition of Don't Panic. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks. We'll see you next time. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Ravidu, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.